wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Take a wake and bake, wake and bake America, episode four nine one. There and a good Cheers day to you, sir. Show. Got my the dude, Mister Strain Dependent Coffee Cup today, <laughs> and uh, although I have tea in it, I don't know. I'm getting maybe it's a little weak sauce. I've got my but, Scotty Mister Analogy Wake and Bake Coffee Cup. Thank you, me, Chief. <laughs> good, yeah, good show coming today, guys. Uh, we got a little bit of. Oh, first, I'll say today's show brought to you by Spectrum King, RX Screen Solutions, and Optic Foyer. Yeah, shout out Danish be making the cup, and uh, I mean not the cup, the throwdown. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, and as well as what's growing on, we're going to get into, there's a couple of events. Uh, I want to talk about the Tricome Institute. I've been learning more about this, like, I think it's called tag certification and stuff. I think uh, I caught a, uh, a podcast with that guy once. Is it Max Montrose or something from the Tricome Institute? I think I did catch a pretty interesting dude. I'm not sure if does yeah, he does smoke weed. Isn't that one of those names? Sounds like it should be a, uh, I don't know, <laughs> featuring yes. Max Montrose. Yes, we're all thinking the same thing. So anyway, uh, and uh, of course, Grow Talk, as well as uh, all kinds of uh, fun and dandy, stony, dank nugs, et cetera, things. Do you think Max Montrose is actually listening at Fuck Ewing his radio right now for his phone? I don't know. If somebody <laughs> likes your name and, you know, that's, I would say that's more. I'm like, actually, yeah. I'd like to talk to him, man. He's an interesting guy. He's one of those guys where, um, man, there's certain folks in the, in the industry where you're like, all right, you're not high right now, man. You know, like I kind of show up when I'm, when I'm doing anything cannabis related, I show up high and that might not be always the best, <laughs> the best solution, <laughs> the best course of action. You know, sometimes I'm like, fuck, wish I wasn't so baked, man. I bet if I was talking to Max Montrose, I'd want to have my shit together man same with tad when i don't know I, when i go see tad hussey i don't know how i'm going to not be stoned on a three-hour car ride up there like not king <laughs> kamehameha stoned you know what i'm saying when i fucking stumble out of that van man you will do just fine yes sir you know it. video it all man video everything all right, man. Let's get into it. Here. Come on. I want to do well, first. Wait, we got executive producer. Who you got? Dude, I got teeth are outside bones just because he's he makes me laugh, man. We were bullshitting about him a, a couple days ago and we were thinking about how he got that name. And so he did a YouTube or I'm sorry, a uh, Google Plus post for the dude gross crew on how he got came up with the name teeth are outside bones. And it is fucking weirder than I thought, man. It is. Literally, <laughs> it is literally what do you got? Some guy trying to improv a Trident chewing gum commercial and he starts talking about Trident. It's good for your teeth and teeth are actually outside bones. And I mean, it's fucking weird. I don't know. You want to play it? Nah, fuck it, man. You can Google it. But it is weird, man. It was funny. Made me laugh my ass off, man. So that's how he came up with it by that commercial. Yeah, if you would say like it was must have been something he's seen on TV while smoking weed, man. It was like, holy shit. That's, that's some weird stuff, man. So I'm just glad to see weird stuff on television still. Well, and it just makes you think. That's just a statement. And so, you know, what is that? Four words, three words? I don't These know. But they make you think. Bones. They are, man. <laughs> 
All right, I'm going to give it up before we get into what's growing on to uh, Spectrum King yeah. LED. They were just recently uh, recently um, featured an article in High Times, which is pretty cool, um, where the contributor, if you will, I guess I'll say author, Jeremy, <laughs> um, I'll say Deichen, Deichen, uh went out and toured some facilities and things and was learning. Uh, he was also hanging out with some other LED cats and learning, like seeing people are how much they're getting integrated in. And he's like, I got to know more and actually went over and toured the uh, Spectrum King facility there in California where they make their lights. Right. So just a shout out to be featured in one of these uh, articles as well as uh, there's a good point in there. They're mentioning it with LED. It's like, look, this this guy was from, um, let's see here. Oh, Jeff Jeff Bisberg, CEO of Lumatex, an LED lighting manufacturer. Okay. I don't know much about them. But anyway, he's like, you see it everywhere, man. LED, right? We see, he goes, go look at the Home Depot shelf now. You know, the flashlight industry, your interior lighting yep. industry, the auto industry. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's definitely a sure shot in this industry. But they're saying the reason it's a little bit more takes longer, et cetera, is because our industry is demanding the most light, you know? Sure. So. Overall, sure. overall, I don't know, versus the auto ones, man. Some of these lights, LED lights, dudes are putting on their Jeeps and shit are out of control. And then they drive with them just chilling on like <laughs> it's a – anyway. Well, yeah, but think about it really quick, man. Who could really drive the, the innovation in the marketplace, man? And Guru, pop in here anytime you want. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But the cannabis guys are the guys that are going to spend $1,000 for the right light. You can go, you know, go to a car show and be like, yo, I got the badass spotlight right here here and you show them something equivalent to SK 600, but they're going to be like, how much is that thing? Uh, no, it's a spotlight for my Jeep, man. So I, I mean, maybe there's some people that'll buy it, but with cannabis, there's a return on investment, you know? Oh, what's up? If I, if I buy that thousand dollar light, I'll use this much less air conditioning. I'll use this much less power. Oh, well, yeah. Man. We're like, when you can run your rooms, like nine to seven to nine degrees hotter. Right. Um, you're using less electricity. You get rebates back from the power company for using them. Like, hey, Guru, while you missed you missed it yesterday, we, I was trying to do a little LED LED talk or a little at least a little uh, like uh, vapor pressure deficit talk and temperature, and it kind of got into LED, and we were kind of talking about why you run your lights hot hotter, LEDs hotter, and I didn't really understand it. We, we kind of put that on the shelf till you got back. Okay, right? yeah. Like, uh, okay, so with an HPS light, it puts off the full through the PAR spectrum, and then it puts off a ton of 830 nanometer infrared light. Yeah, okay, which, so he was talking about, he was saying there's three kinds of light, right? There's what, what there's in, um, visible, visible light, visible ultraviolet light, light ultraviolet. and infrared light. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So we're talking well, ultra- about... I thought there was, was, he had, I had it on the notes yesterday, but it was like reflective light was one of them. Heat was one of them. And then it was the, you know, the the actual light energy was, I think the usable light. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Um, so this is heat, light, heat energy and it's infrared light. And it's the same way. Think about it like a fireplace. Okay. Like with the heat you feel from a fire. Sure. That's infrared heat. Um, so plants feel that coming down from an HPS light. God. Uh, infrared light is almost completely absent from an led light. So there's no, uh, like throwing heat that the plant feels from the light. It just feels the photons hitting it. So your leaf surface temperature isn't artificially raised above the room temperature by the infrared light. Right. It's just 
pretty close to your room temperature as your leaf surface temperature. So where when you all boiled down to LST, I, I forgot about that completely yesterday. I mean, a lot of it boils down to that, right? Well, yeah, because you're, you're you like when you're running a 77 degree HPS room, your leaf surface temperature is really closer to like 84, 85 degrees. Right. Versus in an uh, LED room, if you were going to run 77 degrees in an LED room, your leaf surface temperature is actually closer to 77 degrees instead of 85 where you ideally want it to be makes sense so you can, you run, that, your, you can run your room hotter sure and use less watts of electricity which is a pretty cool cool trade-off Double hell way. yes man are we still in the spectrum king commercial man i love it <laughs> it's all integrated in man coupon code dude sk over at spectrum king uh and i'll have another update coming on my closet cases here in about a day i'm doing a video a week on those guys so i'll let you know when it's up yeah those have been looking good brother they are looking at a tricholific how about that since we're going to cover another article here where board terms and words are kind of made up, let's get into the uh, you posted this up here. Hey, how about we old... play that song, man? Let's play our What's Growing On song. I haven't heard that in weeks, man. Okay. Ooh, Roll it up. Play that it. beautiful music. Charged up and feeling right It's time to answer questions About growing weed without the hype We've got to plant the seeds today To make all my stoner homies say Just an excuse for me to smoke more weed, man. Just to pack, to, to go and uh, pack the bowl again, man. Are you doing that now? <laughs> yeah, I had to reach down, man. I had to go in there, go off camera for a moment, sir. Hey, dude, I got a, a surprise for you, man. I told you, Pothead Assistant has been killing it lately. Calls me up this morning and says, hey, do you want to talk to Jeff Lowenfels? And Jeff Lowenfels is the guy for me that uh, teaming with microbes, teaming with nutrients, teaming with fungi, uh, the guy that really um, awakened me and got me thinking about the rhizosphere, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Before that, I was calling it Mycorrhizae, you know? <laughs> but, I called it, it was Mycorrhizal. Michael, was my favorite yeah, one. Yeah. Now, now, now the dude calls it Mycorrhizal, man. Well, my friends even got pet names for it. So but, you got to... We're going to hook up a, uh, an interview. Yeah. An interview. A hang, yeah, a hang. Should, yeah. I'm really hoping it'll be cool. So, uh, you know, first question I'm going to ask him is when the fuck are you going to put your books on audible, man? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. If anybody's got any questions for him or anything like that, give me a, uh, you know, either send a, an email or, uh, man, I guess you could write them on, on the website as well, but yeah, I'd be totally, know, yeah. This is the guy that really kind of, uh, you know, the first book that I know of all about the rhizosphere and, and how plants process nutrition. 
All right. We'll yes. keep you tuned in for that. I feel we'll bad, talk man. about the top. What's up? I was, I'm sorry to interrupt real quick, though. The guy, I, I was fucking with Pothead Assistant. So he's like, I'm like, you got Jeff Lowensfeld, man? Fuck yeah, man. I'm super psyched. You're great job. And then he's like, yeah, who else should I go after? He's you know, feeling like a million bucks. So I shouldn't have done this, but I said, you should get Jack Herr. You know, go out there and try to get him for an interview. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, man, I'm on it. And I felt like a dick, man. I hung up the phone, but I wonder how long it'll take him to realize Jack Herr has been dead for a few years. Wait, you didn't just do that. You gave him like three dead people. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't know. Is Mountain Girl Garcia still alive, man? Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's the reward you get for doing a good job around here, you know? Poor pothead assistant. Right. <laughs> Got to bust his stones a little bit, man. He's my best friend's kid. We got over here on uh, High Times, man. You pulled this article there showing the top 40 strains. And this is uh, High Times in 1977, I believe. Yep. Uh, yeah, I threw this on Facebook yesterday. Some Somebody put this up on Facebook and then I reposted it. And then I then somebody, this is from I Love Weed. And they actually, I Love Weed.com, they actually have the full article. And it's fairly interesting. And you're, what it shows, which I mean, I guess it's not shocking. These are actual it's shocking, images. Dude. It is shocking. <laughs> it's actual images of um, the can of the, the the magazine pages, and they're showing showcasing all the top forty pictures of the top forty strains. I mean, the only one that even looks horrible. close. Yeah, you know, I'm saying, so, yeah, they do look hard. The only one that looks close to something I've ever even bought before is like Hawaiian. You know, looks like some bottom buds that, and they they just don't trim them either. It's just crazy. is this before anyone found Afghani? Because it looks like it. it must, I mean, they've got Hawaii. You can't tell me they weren't growing good bud in Hawaii in the seventies. I don't understand, man. Is this all okay? So is this all through crossbreeding of what we're getting? Is that what this is telling us? We really started with these forty years ago, and then took these forty varieties and crossbred them, and just through selective breeding came up with what we have now. That is fucking insane, man. Yeah, pretty interesting. Check out these pictures, guys, because it's like it makes you yeah think. Um, and what the oh look at the tie. The tie looks kind of. Good, but that's only because it's wrapped up, I guess, and it looks like tighter bud because it's a tie stick, I think. Hey, you, anyway, you mind if I take a, just this paragraph? It's just one paragraph. Yeah, it's it fairly interesting because it's it's a sign of the times in 1977. The High Times Top 40 is Fortune 500 is is the Fortune 500 of dope. This guide to the most potent, precious, and prettiest crops of 1977 shows exactly the kind of things grass gourmets look for when they inspect fresh stash, which they do, by the way, and in good light before even thinking about smoking it. A fine strain of marijuana, like a fine wine or cigar, has its own characteristic flavor, appearance, and aroma. It's as unlike any other plant as two snowflakes. Learn to distinguish the vulgar or or presumption domestic widow box hybrid from the truly amusing. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> study these leaves and twigs formations for study these leaf and twig formations for clear guidance on smokeability. What does that study these leaf and twig, twig formations? formations? Holy shit. That's what they look like. The high times top 40 were chosen because they above all, because they, above all other pot plants, are truly representative of the great vintage year 1977. <laughs> this is the part I want to get to. For wine lovers, great years may fall a quarter of a century apart. But in pot, there's always another great year in store. In fact, there's one due in 78. 
<laughs> it's just interesting that it's kind of like the same. You could take that and put it in a 2017, you know, cannabis cup catalog, and it would still, uh, you know, take out the stems and tweeds and, and seeds, and you, uh, it would still be fairly relevant, you know? We've come a long yeah. way. It sure has, but the, what I, I guess why I wanted to read that is the pleasure, the simple pleasure is still the same. People are looking for good bud, you know? They still smell it. You know, they're still looking to, you know, <laughs> thank God it's turned from twigs to buds, you know, and from leaves to buds, but... <laughs> twigs and leaves. Yeah, I mean, people are, come on, like, what, this is kind of a segue into what you found with... Uh, well, yeah, like things have come a long way, so tied into a few things. One is, um, I don't know who put... This up, I, f- I think I found out somewhere through the DGC, but the 2017 Dope Cup, and I think this is put on by Dope Magazine. Okay, um, and basically it's out in uh, the Pacific Northwest here. I think it's in uh, Portland, actually, uh, towards the end of October over Halloween. So they combine. It's kind of cool. They have a party fall on a Halloween time. So everybody can participate, you know, with dressing up, et cetera. Sure. But to compete, I'm like, I always want to look at how people are doing different things. We like it. We're, we're trying to have some different competitions, the DGC Cup, et cetera. And uh, basically, this one was 385 to enter. So it's like, hmm, I don't you know. That's it seems I don't know if that's a little steep or not. We look at what the cannabis cup and stuff has done in the past. I think it's at least a thousand. Dude, man, if I into. ever pay you 385 bucks to tell me my weed's good, um, you got to take me away, brother. You got to come and have a talk with me. Hey, but the tag test is a $200 value. Yeah. So here's what, yeah, that's what we're getting getting to. The benefits. What are the benefits of the dope cup? You get the valuable assessment on how your product stands in comparison to everyone else's at the competition because you will get a trichome tag score, which, as Guru said, $200 value. And um, it's also you get a says so you get an award in the industry that does not have enough awards. Um, inclusion in the Dope Cup recap, you get in their magazine. Basically, you get a bunch of exposure through Dope, Dope Magazine. Um, so I was like, hmm, interesting. And I would love to go to this event if it wasn't. We were just already out in Portland. It looks fun. And it looks like it's free for everybody to attend, right. though, Scotty. It's, it's a little... No, it's, it's cool. I mean, every, you've got to have all sorts of different, you know, what we want to do is have a big smoking party where everybody brings their weed and everybody goes, man, that's fucking pretty good, man. But you know what you could do to make it better? You know, I mean, whatever, or, Hey, this is pretty good. Congratulations. And then say nothing, you know, but you know, we're all about, you know, learning and just kind of, I don't know. I think it's, it's more of a celebration for us and a meetup for us. You know, this looks like it's a very serious, this, you know, a, a test of, of exactly what's going in and coming out of your week, man. What do they do? Close. What's the, what's this whole tag test? Tell me about that. So the that. tag thing. Yeah. And I just started reading about it. I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. Tag stands for trichome assurance grade. It's trademarked. Right. And, uh, it, it basically is, um, and by, uh, like we were say, saying earlier, Max Montrose, I believe. Okay. So they're trying to, he's trying to have an official, like, this is it. This is a certification for judging and competitions. What we currently have going on is just not, you know, professional, um, et cetera. He's saying just, you know, like he's saying the people that are judging, like at the cannabis cup competitions are more like superstar stoners. Sure. You know, than actual some with a good ability, they might be judging on potentially their own 
uh, preferences or their own, um, and that they have a super high tolerance. So, so they might be jaded in certain ways. So he's trying to have maybe, a standard for it. But maybe they just like like a certain flavor of cannabis, and if something comes through with that awesome flavor, I know if so, you know if I can smoke some ATF, and I'm like, whoa, man, that's that crazy cat piss smell, and man, it comes right through, and the, you know those terpenes come right through, and I taste it. Holy shit, this reminds me of that old school ATF. I love it. You know, do, do I care what shape the trichomes are? Well, he has it set set up here. Like it's really, it, it is a good evaluation of trichomes. He's creating a certification, and actually has created, I believe, here. It says R next to it with a registered symbol. Um, a new position in cannabis judging and or <laughs> like getting your your tag. I shouldn't say just judging, but in right. terping, like in in terpening. So I think he's putting the word terpene in there, an sure. intern and in, in, in terpening, um, a level three in terpening person. Hey, you ever go to a, a beer competition and they'd start judging shit in IBUs and you realize that somebody made like I hear an you. international totally making, beer yeah. unit or something and you're like, holy fuck, these guys take their beer Well, serious. he goes in to say, hey, you, you think this is silly? A level three sommelier, if I said that right, can taste, which I, I thought this was crazy, can taste the year zip the code and weather right. and weather pattern out of about just any wine ever made. I'm like, what? You're going to tell me they're going to taste? Oh, yes. I mean, what? I guess they do. Like zip code, year, and weather pattern. Oh, I'm no. Like, Ma- master, what? master sommeliers can tell you the year of the vintage. How much does that What country it was grown in. If it's a French wine, like what area of France it was grown in. Like, Can he do it on weed? I mean, it takes it takes years and years and years to train to be a master sommelier, and then you have to pass some crazy tests too. So I guess they're trying to port that over to weed. I'm smelling some bullshit, though, man. Well, he also has so he has to get the tag score. You, you, he, there has to be two level three interpreters that have evaluated the same sample, and their numerical score has to come within five points of each other. Do they have to be to blindfolded. <laughs> and he also says that, you know, they do different ways. It's not just about getting high. Um, they actually, when they take a hit, which I thought this is kind of funny in the article, they just, they take a little bit. It goes, they don't inhale to judge, to judge, to judge the degree of intoxication. And these judges don't get intoxicated from such a tiny inhalation with such high tolerances. But he says they do take a micro puff to gauge burnability and flush degree. You don't get stoned judging our cannabis competition here. All right, come on. What do you think we're nuts? Uh, I don't know. Am I an amateur? Trying to put a uh, main line here. I mean, it's it is it is a good idea. Um, I'm not against this at all. I think me and you, Scotty, actually should hook it up and take the courses because you can do take a level one or level right, two, right? Interpreting course. For t- I'm a, let's get those. Go take the level two, dude. I've had my nose broken fun. about a half a dozen times in my life, and. Uh, I don't think that I can really, I'm not really good with flavors and smells and stuff like that. You know, she's got to be loud as fuck for me to, for me to notice and smell it. So I'd be curious. You will not make it past level one. No, I like got two. I'm like, oh, that smells good, man. I got, I got that. That smells like weed. And the level three course is by (laughs) invitation only. You you can't just be average Joe to take the level three. Right. Invited sir. Yes, man. I don't know. It sounds but, very snooty, man. I got I'm not trying to diss everybody. You know, there's all sorts of levels of things in this world, but he's, but he's trying to put just me, a bit man. like 
what it always used to be. Not, I mean, not for everybody, but hey, I won Cannabis Cup 99, bro. Like that was a big thing, right? Yeah, but that just means that you won a popularity contest, man. You know? Okay. So then do you still take, I mean, currently uh, that you would say the, the Cannabis Cup is still more of a popularity and Yeah, probably. Know, but isn't contest? life a popularity contest? Didn't we just fucking learn that, man? Didn't I just learn Didn't that? Didn't we just learn that? I think we had a really hard, hard lesson in that. Popularity contest. I won't get too deep into it, man. No worries. No worries. You can remind me later. But yeah, no, I hear you. I'm not trying to say it's not justified, the fact that, um, but there should be a little bit more um, science to it, if you will. Um, some more things put into it, such as all other industries have. We just haven't as much due to the prohibition of it. Is that what you want? This sounds to me, you know, I saw something in an article today. Uh, somebody just had it going around Facebook. It was like, you know, big business is poised to take over medical can or, you know, the cannabis industry. And I was just like, uh, yeah, no shit. You know, really big business is going to come in. So you're telling me really organized businesses are going to come in and, and try to take over this industry an industry that's worth billions of dollars like when does that not happen no yeah you know so of of course you're going to get people that are like oh i don't want to be stoned all day you know so i'll uh just you know use use my trichome testing kit you know or you know (laughs) use my 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 thc filter you know what i mean whatever i don't know what the hell but it just seems like it's going away from growing a little bit of cannabis and uh, enjoying it you know it seems like it's getting very complicated. I and mean, is this all so that, you know, Philip Morris and, you know, RJR Reynolds can come on into this market and, you know, cigarettize this? I don't know. Let me grow my shit at home and I will just. Yeah, they're going to be fine with that, man. They don't want you to buy it from them, man. They want you to grow it at your house, man. No problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Got to get you up on the board. They will be the first right. for growers rights. I'm sure fighting for your growers rights, man. Your ability to grow three plants, sir. <clears throat> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on because I'm not even going in there. And uh, hit up a uh, get a shout out, dude. Come on, RX Green Solutions. Yes, sir. If you guys don't know, one <laughs> of the uh, one of the fine few uh, nutrients that we tested on, I tested on a real simple program, a two part with recharge, kicked ass. I love on it on a strain that I was very familiar with, my island sweet skunk. You know we love the life. If you've been listening to the show, it's all you need in a cloning solution. I mean, I don't use a gel whatever. It's great in cloning machines as well. It's great to soak rock wool in. Scotty likes to do a concentrated dip for a second, actually. Yeah, life actually life. replaced. Life is there a cloning, I guess is a, a solution because you're supposed to put it in your cloners or, or clone with it. But I'll actually take a little capful, maybe like a tablespoon, put it in a shot glass and then soak my cuts right in it. It's a concentrated, I guess it's some kind of IBA or something like that. But that concentrated dose of it makes it like it never happened. Once I stick them in the, in the rock wool cubes or whatever, or the cocoa Makes cubes. It like it never happened. Oh, that's the best. Like it never happened. <laughs> also, they are. I talked to them recently. Um, they might get a little bit more involved and have another place to hang. Scotty, I didn't even tell you they're getting a new R&D facility. Oh, yeah. Um, in Denver again. So they had one in Denver that me and Scotty had visited. Actually visited them a couple times, but they're about to get another one going. Right. And uh, I'm stoked because it's nice to go to a straight up nutrient company's facility and see what they got going on. And they're testing. And I believe that's what you should be doing. Um, selling cannabis nutrients, you know. You have to, man. Man, you have to. 
we were just actually talking, me and the wife were talking last night. I was looking at greenhouses and vermicomposting bins. Cause that's, you know, it's like, if you're going to do this, man, you got to live the life. If I'm going to talk organics, I can't be doing organics and not be composting and you know, greenhouse growing and all that stuff. So actually, Hey man, I need a little bit of help. Guru. Will you help me? Yeah, we, me and my wife were not arguing. I like how you just go straight to Guru. That's fine. <laughs> I can stick him on on the research part of this for a while, but but uh, yeah, please, dude, DGC, I need everybody's help. I was trying to get this worm bin yesterday, and the wife was like, "Fuck no!" She was like two hundred bucks, man. She's like, "We're not spending two hundred bucks on no damn worm bin." Are you nuts? And she's like, "We can make a better one." So she starts getting the um, starting starts looking at uh, different YouTube videos about how to make worm bins and uh, i started looking at a couple and she's right man you can make these things out of a couple of uh of uh what do they call it? like rubber made containers or a couple you can even trash just cans do it or something in, like that and just like a smart pot like i yeah, know that- i want to do where i can get the leachate out the bottom where i can get some of the liquid out of the bottom you know oh I, so I, you, you want like a pass-through yeah type. a pass-through thing it would be cool man and then there was some like the, the couple hundred dollar one i liked about it it kept on making worm tea and then you kept on being able to like pull the bottom off and it was like a nice tray of castings and you could harvest them if you had frequently. a smart pot just sitting on uh Chicken, chicken wire, or some type of thing. It could couldn't when the leche go through the fabric pot or not. That it'll also. Oh, what are you doing now? Where's the garbage going? You're gonna throw. We live in Colorado, so it's got to go somewhere. You know where it's fairly warm. You can't have it just totally freezing. Um, so it going into your garage or something like that. And then you, you want it concealed. You really want just garbage rotting in your garage? You don't think that's gonna cause a mess? <laughs> hey, like it's worm food rotting in your garage. Got it. My <laughs> point is, you probably want to cover on it. So we're just looking. So I'm just. Uh, so what it came down to was the wife is like i'm gonna make these bins we made them before we're gonna make them again and uh i'm like all right man i'm gonna try to make so uh, make the best uh worm bin that i can and i don't want to make it fancy i don't don't want to make it expensive got to be out of shit you can go to home depot and buy but um on youtube there's tons and tons of videos of people doing cool stuff so man let's go check them out and uh i challenge the dgc to make their own worm bins and i'm gonna try to make mine and uh, let's see what you come up with man guru help, help me come up with a final design though man. oh we're gonna win this contest yeah i like the design like the garbage can design and maybe we can put a spout in the bottom of it to uh um you know to, to get the leachate off and and make worm you know have worm tea out of it but uh yeah let's see what the like kind of see what we can come up with what do you think and, and, and dude please help what do you think I think that uh, off the top of my head, if I was to do one, I'd want to keep it in my garage, but I also don't think my garage stays at a warm enough temperature right. for it to be um, good in the winter. So, therefore, I'd have to keep the worm bin in my basement, I think, and I might be down with that. But, I mean, same with you, man. Your garage, what, are you going to heat your garage all winter? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I just started, got an insulated just, garage. Just started thinking about it. I guess you put it on the wall close to the house or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. You know, somebody was talking also about, uh, it doesn't apply, but for like the greenhouses and stuff, have you heard of these heat tubes before? I'd never heard of them, but somebody helped me out on Instagram. Are you talking about a GATS system, like the geothermal air transfer? We have the tubes underground. The ground stays at constant temperature during the winter if you go deep enough. So you blow air through there. So in the winter, it's it's a heater, and in the summer, it's an air conditioner because it just keep, it blows out 60-degree air pretty much year-round. A geothermal fucking heat. Huh, that's interesting, man. I just called them heat tubes, man. I didn't realize they were so complex, <laughs> I'm assuming that's man. what you're talking about. I, I don't know. Somebody was talking, commenting on it. I'm supposed to Google it and investigate, man. But 
We're pretty ADD well, I'm gonna today, take it, man. We're all over the place today, aren't we? Away from the heat tubes <laughs> and into the into the dank nugs. Come on. Uh, this is a dank nugs over on dudegrows.com. Uh, and this is posted by Chuck and Jack Her. Or her, where do you go with? Just her? Her? It rhymes her, with her. terror. Her. Her. There you go. Okay. It goes, um, this is my mistress lady, Jack Her. <laughs> so smooth with a hint of earth and citrus. Wow, By far my beautiful. Best yet. Super clear, high, energetic euphoria. But if you take too big of a bite, she lays you down for the count. Really good picture here, man. Um, it goes to show you don't have to have huge. I mean, this is just, you know, average size, little, you know, little nug here. Yep. You don't have to have big nugs to have dank nugs, man. You yep. can have dank nugs of all sizes. And some nugs are so damn dense that they weigh just as much as your bigger fluffier nugs. Sure. So, and it's a representation you know. of the light. If you got some huge thowies or some huge, you know, big fat LEDs that are, are, you know, pumping down light, you'll get big fat nugs. But if not, you, there's things you can do. If you're using like, you know, 150, what are the closet cases, 140 watt or something like that. You know, if you're using just uh, low wattage lights or even 315s, all you got to do is keep them, you know, the light dissipates really fast from its source. So just keep them close to, uh, uh, you know, t- to your buds, man, you know, close to the tops and sort of like shaping the plants and getting even tops where, you know, if you've got 25 or 30 of these little tops on your plant and you're growing four of them under a 315, you're doing good, right? Yeah, totally doing good. I mean, it's also, I mean, haven't you heard the saying, it's not, it's not how big your nugs are. It's how you grow them. So that's just how, how it rolls, you know, <laughs> sounds like somebody with small nugs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. I'll remind you guys, if you're accumulating nugs, if you're over on dudegrows.com, cruising around the site, posting dank nugs, you get a thousand nugs, making memes, you get nugs. Love it when you guys put up the grow talk we got coming up here soon over on dudegrows.com and the grower questions and answers. And don't forget when you click on that growing tab, there is, and you go to GGC Growers. I mean, there's so much good information. If you want to, I'm going to do a throwback to uh, the Captain, man. If you want to, you're newer to grow, you want to see how the Captain used to grow, get some basics down. Tons of good information back there in GGC Growers. And uh, last but not least, with my site featuring, I'm checking out here, dude. Don't forget Shop with Nugs, dude. There's can fans in here, there's Max fans, there's t shirts, there's green pads, Biocozyme, Grow More Products, uh, Jumpstart, uh, what else is in there? There's mammoth microbe stickers. There's mammoth pea samples. Um, all kinds of good shit. Optic foliar products. Go check out the shop over on dudegrows.com and use your nugs, man. And you can buy nugs. If you don't have nugs, you can just buy some too and use those. <laughs> all right. So uh, where are we at? What you got, little... man? Come on. You want, we want to laugh, man. <laughs> Look what, uh, who, who did this mean, man? This means for Smokable Johnson, man. When I started growing reeds, <laughs> oh, it's like the grandfather <laughs> reading to the kids. When I started growing, recharge came in a container. <laughs> Busting my chops, man. Yeah, keep those commemorative containers, man. They're going to be collector's items. Um, what else? Potsy Weeder got one up here. These are just what says, I was going to find a pitcher. But I got high because I got high because I got it's a procrastination. <laughs> it's a procrastination poster. It says I'll find a picture for it later. It's pretty funny, man. It's pretty funny. Get yourself a crew, man. I used to be I used to be much lazier. Now that I got my crew, I can just get high and be like, hey, you know what we should do today? And but I, when I mean we, I mean like you should do today, man. It's great. What? Everything gets done. 
That's how I start my morning meetings now, you know? Yeah. I'm much more effective. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to get into inter corporation business. Anyway, uh, so I got the news, man. I got this news here. Yes, sir. Take what you got, newsy? Uh, I got uh, MaryJane.com says, what? It says, oh, snap. Something went wrong. We'll try and just display this page. Google's got oh, it's okay, man. Door. It's this guy doing a dab inside a smoking it. club, and it just looks like I wish this was like inside like a diner or something. You know how like people used to just fire up cigarettes or smoke a pipe right in, in the diner at, at the restaurant, you know, or people would smoke a cigar in the restaurant. It'd be kind of funny, man, if this Wait, was just hold a restaurant. Up. Is that guy doing knife hits? <laughs> is that what is he's that, doing? That, I, I I'm pretty know. sure that's he like is. a beer bottle with the bottom <laughs> cut off of it, and he's doing and knife he's got hits. Two butter knives. <laughs> <laughs> that should be allowed in restaurants, man. I mean, they got the knives. What did they just go try and find the most like insulting file photo? I know. It's <laughs> like you might as well have a bonfire going. I think you're right, Guru. It's like a beer bottle cut out of the bottom, and he's got two hot <laughs> knives in it. Jesus. <laughs> I still think it should be allowed, man. Good catch on that photo. So anyway, in Maine here, um, Maine is going to allow cannabis social clubs by 2019 because it should take that damn long. Um, And basically... They're saying, Are they waiting the for the self-driving band. car to come out? Is that what they're doing? Yeah, I think so. Jesus. A, it's illegal to smoke um, in Maine due to a state's public smoking ban. Right. So as far as in, so you're not going to be able to smoke. And it also includes vaping. So what they've come up with so far is you're going to be able to go to this club. Um, they're kind of, uh, they're, they're not, I don't say excited, but they like that their club's going to be able to sell edibles, right? The club can sell edibles. But you have to consume said edibles at the club. Oh, I so I mean, <laughs> isn't that weird? Stop. You got to be kidding so, me, man! They better make it a hotel, go. man. <laughs> do you imagine how imagine shitty that go. would be if not only did you eat too many edibles and you're fucked up, but you're stuck at this shitty club, man? You're stuck at the place you bought the edibles. You can't get out. Fuck that. Dude, you're going to have to make that place real interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm hoping they'll fix this because and obviously they're you know, they're saying this also they're trying to address where tourists don't have a place to consume. But I mean, like you said, you're just walking into a trap. Like, first off, you're like, hey, man, Scotty, you want to go down to the club and get some edibles? And then we buy them and we eat them. But cool. Let's hang out for about 45 minutes what, till these kick in. And then let's uh, still hang out longer. And uh, like well, how do they handle there cigarettes for a long time? Here, man? How do they handle cigarettes? You're not allowed to, you know, smoke. They have a smoking ban for cigarettes. So, how are they sold? Oh, they're sold everywhere. Uh, oh, weird. It says bars can have outside smoking patios. Um, in this is Maine, cigar right? Clubs. They ser- oh, it goes. I imagine it gets cold there. So cigar clubs. I always wonder about the cigar clubs because they allow usually you get a special permit, right? Um, so why, why can't you do that for cannabis? It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, but, it's just uh, discrimination. You know, it really There's is. no way anybody, I, I doubt, in my opinion, is going to open up an edible club, like an edible lounge. It's just basically going to be a store that sells like, edibles is what it's going to be. Maybe they'll have a couch but, there, but people are... But I, you have to consume yeah, you, them. you got to finish your edible before you leave. That's insane, man. <laughs> you just have to have cold brew coffee there, too, and cancel it out. <laughs> that's just crazy. It's just crazy. Uh, they just have it efficient. There's just like a cafeteria style eating table. You just sit down and eat it and then leave. 
Anyway. I've never seen anyone eat that many edibles at once, man. You're going to die, man. Take it <laughs> so, easy. Here's some cold brew coffee. Well, keep it up with the funny news. Here in Colorado, a driver leaves. Here's the title of it. Driver leaves marijuana joint as apology for damaging car. <laughs> so uh, it is uh, someone in Colorado allegedly left a note, cash, and a marijuana joint in one or more unique ways, apologizing for dam- damaging Mandy's car. Um, it says she was leaving work. She realized somebody had scratched her rear bumper. And then she started driving away and saw a little envelope taped to her rearview mirror, which um, attached a note that said, sorry for the scratch, man, and drew a frowny face. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know this chick. (laughs) Left $40 and a a joint that was already lit and burnt a little. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to smoke this, but no, I I smoked it a little bit. I got high now. I feel bad, man. So here, you smoked the rest. Yeah, but look at the the notes. It's just uh, sorry. Just picture the dudes like sorry for the. Scratch, That's a chick, man. man. This got to be a chick. Yeah, it could be for sure. <laughs> it's awesome. No dude uh, makes frowny faces like that, man. Well, Mandy plans to use the forty dollars to try and pay someone to buff out the scratch, and she says she's not a smoker, so she's not exactly sure what to do with the marijuana. Mm, All right, give it to a friend. So that's fucking funny, though, man. That's that's like what a you know, that's like the difference between like a drunk would be like and I, and I don't insult alcohol. You know, I know you, you like to drink and everything, but uh, damn it, you, Scotty. Yeah, but I'm saying like a drunk would be like, ah, oh, fuck it, man. Fuck it. They'll just get their insurance or something. Let's get the fuck out of here. You know, uh, you know, somebody stoned is like, oh, man, I feel so bad. I'm going to write him a note here. Dude, I got 40 bucks, man. You know, I just started smoking this joint. And it made me really think about what I did. And I feel <laughs> terrible, man. Fuck you. Take the joint, too. I'm not even I don't feel good about smoking that. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a no, different. Totally mindset, true. man. It's cool. I mean, the world would be better. You com- I really feel like the world would be better. Yeah, more compassionate, more introspective, man. You know, shouldn't that be mandatory? World leaders before any war happens, like Trump and Kim Jong, need to be sitting down on a blunt. Fuck that. And then, and- that sounds so <laughs> scary, man. <laughs> I'm high as fuck, man. <laughs> yes. I rule the world, man. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> you want to blow something up today? Let's do it. <laughs> oh, fuck. That lemon G right, sativa, man. man. It'd be dangerous. Come back. With some grow talk, guys. We'll be right back. Come on. Check it out. Come on. Grows.com. What's the latest but trend? Tell me, what's the next new thing? All those dabs and concentrates, but for me, but is still king. I know flower might seem boring while you take another dab. It's easy to squeeze these buds that we made Till the resin starts to drip out Then you throw the spent flowers away You used to smoke my fire But now your bowl is dry Sure, dabbing is sweet With a blowtorch for the heat But if you want a real taste of what I grow You're gonna have to fire up the bowl Fresh hit and hold it deep till your head's light. Cause this weed is so good, smokes the natural way in a joint or a bone with some. Ice. Let's fire up this J and get you 
So um, it's time to get serious. All right, let's get serious. When we talk about grow, man, I get real serious, man. <laughs> What's going on in the grow? Yes, sir. I'm going to talk about Michigan Matt's flowering room. Michigan Matt is legit. DGC Garden. Um, and it looks really good, man. I remember seeing earlier pictures. You got one hell of a, the coloration looks fabulous. He's got it all purpled and dark. Yeah. Out. Is it Girl Scout cookie? Yeah. Um, day 64. So it's probably, I don't know how long you take a Girl Scout cookie, but getting close. Solid canopy of all purple. Um, looks really good, dude. Beautiful, so, beautiful. Nice. Tight be work, poster, brother. Man. Make that into a poster. So, and we are also talking a little bit about, as far as what's going on with my grow, guys, I'll have an update for you here in about a day with a video and uh, talking about the Closet Case 140s, uh, as well as the Outdoor Grow. Actually, I already have a couple Outdoor Grow videos I got to publish. It's been uh, not too bad, a little interesting here in Colorado with the rain, and uh, we got some of that coming up here in a Grow Talk question, Outdoor Growing in Fall Rain. Um, before that, though, we have a Bruce Banner in uh, yes. what, what do we call him? In-house uh, webmaster grower, dude. Is he a web master grower or is he a webmaster and grower? <laughs> I need to know. Uh-huh. No, but he's actually a newer grower. We first met him. I think he did this. I think, you know, what, last year or something like that. It was one of his first uh, 
you know, first trials indoors. And, uh, man, he's trying a few different things. I want to say, man, I can't remember. He was on the age old back then. Yeah. Age old. Then he went to this other one. I can't remember what it was, but another organic one. And now he's trying this bio biz, which an age old elevation elevation. Thank you. I couldn't, couldn't remember it. And now he's trying to bio biz. So he's, he's switching around, man. I, I guess it's cool to switch around and see what, what you like. I do like to play with something for a while though, and try to really learn it. Um, but you know, our friend Cody over at way to grow shout out to the Fort Collins way to grow store. And it's stocked and stacked with uh, really good growers. And uh, Cody's one of them. He's a the manager there. He uh, won the first DGC cup with his bio biz what was GDP. I think he brought over was GDP. And then he had that San Fernando Valley. OG, uh, is that what he had? Yeah. Uh, here, let's and the Death the, Valley uh, cheese. Death Valley cheese. That's what I was thinking. That's a super, but super flavorful bud that you can get with BioBiz. And uh, yeah, hopefully he's trying it out and has some success with the it. The full line he's using is the BioBiz full line, which I don't think is a lot. I think it's like four bottles or something. Okay. Um, He goes, but plus silica, recharge, bud swell, HPK, liquid guano there, CalMag, and, <laughs> and Rocky Mountain water. Wow. Where do you get that? Yeah, I saw a T the other day, man, uh, Bruce Banner, that I laughed at the label. Or no, it was actually a kombucha. Okay. Of course, it was a kombucha yeah. in Vitamin Cottage, home-brewed kombucha. And then the last ingredient was Rocky Mountain. Hey, they took it beyond you. Rocky Mountain snow melt. Ooh, I'm like, come on, man. I want that, man. <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> and we do have pretty good water. But come on, man. Rocky Mountain snow melt. I like anyway. that. Anyway. So um, I'm writing that down right filled. now. Mix recharge Which only with Rocky Mountain snow melt. Dutch, huh? So this is uh, so he's worse than the hashtag no spill. If you're getting it shipped across the ocean, <laughs> it makes you hashtag no spill squared, man. Yeah, so. that is a Swiss Alps uh, spring water in there, man. So oh, moving on, got a grow store check in here before we get in some grow talk. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Fiji. man. Go ahead. Just thinking about the water from Fiji. It is delicious. All right. No, nothing. Shipping, what? shipping the water from Fiji, man. The Fiji water. Oh, I thought you said tiki. I know what you're talking about. It's, that bottle that looks really cool. It's goddamn good, man. I feel bad about stealing the water from the Fijians, but it can taste good, man. I got some in the airport last week, man. It's got the minerals. What's going on, man? She's oh, like velvet. So ridiculous, man. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. Just the other day as a quick crack up about, you know, water from Fiji. Mm. That's like you're like a king. I get my water in a bottle from Fiji. Yes. You know, on the Joe Rogan show, they're talking about people in Africa that don't even have like this clean water. And then people use double like hoses to like wash their privates and shit with it in certain hotels. But anyway. Yeah. I see seen this guy that had the hose in New York, which just would spray off the sidewalk. It was like, it's, it's something I do every morning. All right. You water your fucking lawn. I don't have a lawn. I spray off my sidewalk. All right. Clean off. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool, man. What the fuck? Hey, man? It's not bad to keep your sidewalk clean. Got no yeah. New York. Yeah, it was oh. all right. All right. So who's slinging recharge? Do we do that? We do that. Come on. This is your guys over here, man. You know these guys now. Grow your own in Pueblo. Ah, okay. Okay. Grow your own. And oh, I got to get my ass down to Pueblo to know these guys. I still haven't been down to Pueblo to check out the growth. You got to get down there and see. Uh, I know a lot is growing on. One of the biggest growth facilities in the world is going to be opening up there soon here within a year. 
So that the company that bought that old Pepsi uh, bottling facility. So definitely need to be pimping the recharge in Pueblo. Check it out. Right. Grow your own. So, so appreciate it. If like What's if up? we like rent like a, a van or something like that and you're driving, am I allowed to smoke in the back, man? I'm thinking of how I'm going to deal with like a five hour drive to Pueblo. Or what if we rent like a recreational vehicle, man? You know, as long as we're like in the in the way back, man, we can smoke. Is that how that works? Can't pay. I don't know what the law is. Can passengers smoke cannabis? Fuck yeah, man! Colorado? It's fucking Colorado, man. Like moving vehicles. And shit, <laughs> pretty sure that all falls under like an open container rule. Uh, Everybody can smoke, but guru. I'm get... pretty sure, man. We can like nail up like a temporary, like uh, you know, make it like a separate domicile and shit. Uh, I know we're pouncing around, but uh, I'm not going to real quick. You said, fuck yeah, Colorado reminds me of tourist attitudes that come out here to do a lot of stuff. And I drove my parents and dropped them off at the Denver airport yesterday. Colorado. And then when I drove, when I drove back, you see going down uh, away from the airport, the thousands of rental cars that are returned every Right. And I'm guesstimating that ounces like maybe up every day between all those rental car agencies like they recover like a pound probably i'm sure just in joints (laughs) yeah all kinds of shiz i'm gonna gonna get an inside report anyway grow talk man come on come on man so uh let's see here we got uh topping your seedlings oh no (laughs) come on so when do you top your seedlings? when they stop being seedlings man so posted by bowtie 419. So first off, I wanted to say what's up to dude, Scotty and guru and all the GDC. And to answer Scotty's question about my name, Bowtie 419, all my buds I grew up with call me Bowtie for the Chevy emblem because my first love was with old school GM muscle cars. And I have an old Nova that is one bad ass streetcar that I've had for like 20 years. See, you can and never fucking four, judge a book by his cover. You're like, bow tie 419, man. He's, you know, I don't know. You're yep. some square guy with a fucking bow tie, you know? I just like him. That's all. And uh, 419's the city's area code I'm from before I moved up here to Michigan. That is so cool. So not much to read into bow tie 419, Scotty. I love it, man. I love it. All right. All right. Now to the question. He says, I started with seeds about three weeks ago and they're doing great. But I've never really used seeds before, always clones. So I don't really know when exactly I should top. I've always waited until a third set of foliage and do like a FIM technique once or maybe even up to a few times before I send them to flower. When do you guys top your seedlings? I have a couple of picks, but the fans are on and I didn't get a great pick. Ah, He's got his hair movement moving around. No, these are good picks, man. Excellent Um, picks. And bow nineteen, bow, bow tie four nineteen. I hope you know. I'm just messing when I when when we talk about you. We don't know you, so we're just having fun. So, thank you for explaining. Yes, these. I mean, you don't. I'm waiting until my plant. One thing is, I want to make sure my plant is vigorous enough to where the topping of it isn't really going to set it back. You got a plant here that's going on. It's it's one. It's only on its like second set of leaves popping right. out to me. It looks like it depends I'd how like demanding those. you are with it, though. If you need to make that thing go to flower really quick, I might fucking break that thing right at the right right above those second set of leaves. Do like a super cropping kind of technique and uh, kink it to the side. So those become a top, you know, I mean, it depends how quick you want to go to flower and, and what you're trying to do. If you're trying to maximize. Um, yeah. And yeah. Growers remember topping isn't even necessary. It's, it's, it's a technique. Some people use it. Some people don't use it at all. Um, it can give you more budding sites on your plants. It can be used to slow down a vegetative process. If right. for some reason you have a hiccup in your flower room potentially or something. 
Um, some people do it at once. I, sometimes I like to top and take all my cuts at the same time. I really just look at plant structure and I don't always top my plants. I'm not a full production grower per se either. Um, but wait in his particular question until your plant is at least I'm saying like a foot tall, but sometimes, or I don't even want to say that because some plants are more leggy. They can be a foot tall and only on their second set of leaves. Um, you know, three or four sets of leaves. So it's got vigor and you're not going to slow it down. Yeah. I mean, you can see where there's two, the, you know, there's, there's two um, tops growing out of the, of the center of that plant, where if you just cut the one top, the two will develop. It's just too, there's not, I would keep that. There's just too much, you know, solar energy going into those leaves right now. Don't remove it. But if you want to stimulate the growth on the, the, the lower leaves, you know, just on that particular picture I'm looking at, like I said, do that's super cropping technique. It's not going to hurt it at all. And then what that means is you just take it between your fingers and kind of twist it. And you're basically trying to, to break the, the inside of it without breaking the outside of it. So it sends up, uh, you know, healing hormones to the plant. And what it'll do is it'll just send up a, a rush of, uh, of nutrients and hormones to the plant and, and hit a growth spurt with it. So yeah, that's what I would recommend instead of topping super crop. <laughs> right on. Don't top All super right. crop. <laughs> Let's move on to Soham Living Soil. Um, demented Rob here. I've met uh, this. They're actually out at Indo Expo last time we were out here. Uh, and they have a soil <clears throat> that basically is supposed to be a water only. Here, let me read what he's got here. Nice. Has anyone heard of Soham Living Soil? Yes. A local rep was at the Boston Freedom Rally promoting it and i'm thinking of trying one plant side by side next run he goes it's 25 dollars to fill a 10 gallon pot and you get a discount on the next bag if you send them pictures <laughs> that's pretty good i like that nice that's a pretty good program it's supposed to be water only the whole run um you know i'm down i'm actually also over at the green rooster had some good reports on this soil uh that's a hydro store here in colorado loveland colorado and I've never tried it. I didn't like uh, this is where I was trying to n decide if I like different meals, the bone meal, right? Chicken feather meal. I didn't know if I like these animal byproducts and trying to understand where they came from. And if I tried to spend my money on, you know, antibiotic free meats and eggs and free range shit in that whole arena right. with my groceries. Right. Why would I want, you know, byproducts of big ag industry? I don't know if they come from like friendlier farms or you know what but that was my hold up i should get a hold of them and see what's up with that sure so yeah i guess the ground up bone would have some of the antibiotics and and, and all that stuff in it but i don't even know geez, though. i'm not saying man. it i mean it seems like it the transfers bacteria would be like a good filter for it you know to like filter but in that same sense aren't i if i don't like that industry and i don't like the, the overuse of antibiotics and in, in animals we eat right then why am I supporting a byproduct of it and a plant and a mix I grow my cannabis with is where I was getting. At. I got so I'm kind of curious this, the sources of that. Um, I know it's in a lot of stuff, dude. I know like a lot of dry amendments, uh, the Fox farm, dry fertilizer. It's just a good cheap source of, of macronutrients, nitrogen, you know, right. Uh, there's, well, yeah, not just nitrogen. Yeah. You can get everything you know, from it, man. You know, the uh, bone meal, uh, what the hell's the other one? They use the blood meal. I mean, they're fucking all great. So, and they're cheap as hell too, you know? So for them, the, I don't know, man, uh, kind of think the micros would be a good filter to where they're, 
I, I couldn't imagine that they're going to be eating the antibiotics, right? If there was antibiotics, yeah. there, the microbes wouldn't eat it and deliver it to the soil. So I consider myself a recycler. Okay, I, t- I take the garbage from the uh, you know f- from the meat industry and clean it up and bioremediate it. Thank you very much. Keep lying. It's an interesting myself. mix. It's worm castings, peat moss. Okay, that's like our base. Okay. We understand that. Nice. Perlite for aeration. Okay. Understand that. Alfalfa meal for nutrition, probably one of the base bases in the NPK. I don't know what do you, a kelp meal. Okay, okay. Langbanite. What are we getting from the langbanite? What is that? That's like a zero zero twenty two from what Sulfur. I remember. Sulfur. It's uh, it's, uh, it's got potassium in it too, I believe. Lang- isn't langbanite gypsum? gypsum? Check it though. I thought I'm pretty sure Langmanite's like a zero zero twenty two though. So I think it's loaded with potassium. Then, well, the crab meal, which is going to have some of your. Uh, your chitin, I believe in it. Like Definitely. It has a little bit that. of NPK in there as well. And then feather meal and bone meal. So that's where it's like, ah, what are, where's these, where do these two come from? I want to know more about those. I'd love to give it a try. I've never. But even so, <clears> even if it comes from the, the, you know, an industry that you hate, man, I mean, where's it going to go? It's going to either be thrown away as garbage or at least we can recycle it into something, you know, and grow good soil with Gosh, it. It looks like uh, Demented Rob man. didn't even end up going with the so. Yeah, I was just going to read this. It says, hey, guys, I changed what my mind. Got? I've been listening to the Kiss Organics podcast and they have 50% off code for their listeners to use on their soil this month. So uh, he ordered, uh, looks like, I don't know. Yeah, this biochar soil mix is what everybody's ordering, man, um, after the discount. But with the addition of shipping, the soils almost double the price. <laughs> I know shipping. And my wife was just bitching about it. She, we were shipping the earthworm castings out. She's like, it costs so much money to ship those things. What are we doing? You know, but uh, yeah, it took ship soil. Just think about it, man. You're just basically you're shipping the earth, man. Of course, it costs a shitload of money, man. It's heavy but um yeah i mean it's really you got to go with local <clears throat> local stuff if you can or else you're go- getting in with a group of gr- growers and trying to either get a pallet to your grow store or order a freaking like a truck that's where i think that Jones composting in, comes uh, to mind man dude i throw out a bunch of bread i throw out a bunch of you know old banana peels and all that stuff man if you could make you get a can you get a pig out there why don't you just get a pig <laughs> if you could <laughs> throw food at that thing all day long oh, man you know we got we, we, <laughs> we were stoned one morning and uh, we went out to breakfast and i came back with a horse back when I lived in the country. <laughs> so I'm sure we could buy some pigs, man. Just get me baked, man. Pigs aren't though. Pigs don't have any value in their waste, right? That's the bad thing. Uh, pig shit. What do no, you use a pig shit for? I don't, I don't know much about it, man. I imagine it's got to, right? It's got to pass through their guts and bacteria and fungi. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Hmm. Anyway. Got to be all what you feed them. But what do I know? Go check out. I've been wanting to visit. So home does have a facility <clears throat> in Denver, but I believe they're they're based. They were out in Humboldt right. as well, and out on the West Coast. But, but anyway. everybody wants to make wants to make these fancy like you know water only soils, and I like that. Sh- you know, I like a magic cure as well. Where I'm like, really, you can give me this magic soil, and all I got to do is uh, is water it, and I'll be good. You know, but there's ingredients in there. It's not like some magic secret formula, man. They're like, okay, yeah, if you put this much. Bl- bl- 
bone meal and this much blood meal and this much, you know, this will break down at this point. That'll break down at that point. We use the NPK early, you know, here, late NPK we get here. And I mean, if you, we were to understand all these things and this is where I'm, my journey's going is I think we could all do these and then just use things like your vermicompost, you know, your, your earthworm tea, um, you know, leachate, um, maybe a little recharge, but just really simple things to just to stimulate the microbial activity and, uh, and keep your plants growing. I mean, to grow a plant for 90 days, which is what we're trying to do. It's not like, you know, it shouldn't be that hard, man. No, uh, well, that's a part of the, the challenge as well. You don't have it. You have a short time frame, you know, from beginning to harvest to. That should be you know, an advantage, though, man. And when I got to grow my palm trees, if I fuck up one, you know, one watering or one week in, True. you know, 10 years, I get a little fucking ring on the trunk that makes it instead of a Florida fancy or a specimen, it goes down to a grade number one or a grade number two, you know? Yeah. They only plant those in the ghetto. <laughs> All right, so moving on, I'm um, shout out to Optic Foliar Dinesh. What's up? Coming up, DGC Throwdown. Come on, hang out at the DGC Throwdown because you know Dinesh will be burning down. Yes, sir. he's been to actually to uh, I think all of our events so far. So uh, can't say that a, man. They won't uh, let him back into Canada. He is a uh, what's I don't know when you've made all events. There's some type of word there. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he's legendary, man. He's legendary. Deal. Deal. Um, Going to have some great uh, sample kits as well as that. Just wanted to hang out with a good uh, wealth of knowledge on foliar spraying your plants, getting a program going, getting your IPM on. Yeah, man. Uh, learn about his product, Transport, how Transport pairs up with a lot of things you currently are probably spraying already yep. and having a great delivery method with Transport to get it into the plant um, as well as top-notch, leave your lights on man leave your lights yeah, on it's all about breaking that like surface me. tension man just uh, always i think i feel like i'm sorry i got stoned today i've been interrupting you all day long so i preempt i apologize optic sheen I, I, was, I was just Go saying ahead. that it, it uh breaks down the instead of having bubbles like a water has surface tension it wants to bubble up it breaks that surface tension and makes it sheet so you get a lot more coverage out of out of your uh, your foliar programs we like to foliar kelp i was listening to uh, nelson Lindsay talk about uh, doing a kelp foliar a neem foliar and kind of varying between those two things um yeah, you know, I mean, add a little bit of transport in there, man. It'll be much more effective, and you got much less, you know, very little chance of it burning, even when you have the lights on. You'll use less product, less runoff as well. Our sprays go further. Agreed, for sure. man. Agreed. All right, what we got, man? Bud rot, man. That's what we Shit. got. Tank X87. Please tell me it's not DWC. <laughs> Dude, Scotty and Guru, thanks for all the grow knowledge and entertainment. I've listened to every podcast up to 45. Thank you for listening. Uh, because please send or please see the attached picture is this bud rot. This was the only flower affected. I removed it from a plant. I have two plants outdoors in pots. They did have heat stress the last week of August and first week of September. Southern California is where he's at. Currently, the weather has cooled down and the rest of the flowers are doing great. You know, that looks like... Uh, like when your lights, I thought I've had that yeah, before when I was heat. a newer grower. And yeah, when it got too hot or my lights were too close um, and I let the flowers grow up and I was like, oh shit. And then that little, we're looking at a little top of a cola um, and a little brown, like burnt looking patch. And if you grab it, it'll probably pull like right off. Yeah. Um, it almost looks like you put it in a toaster. <laughs> But it, that, <laughs> so, that used to happen when it was actually like touching the glass of the uh, 
uh, of the air cooled hoods yep. or something like that. You would get those kind of, when you pulled them off the glass, they would look like that. It looks like heat damage yeah. to me. You know, it's the only thing I could say. Where to get it outdoors though. Right. I mean, you're dealing with the sun. It's not like, Hey man, just raise that sun up a little bit more. You'd be good. Yeah. I mean, if you have a sense of strain, you could do shade cloth. I've never had to do shade cloth for cannabis. No. Uh-uh. So, uh, but kind of weird, maybe. It okay. Was but it does say, I mean, it's, it was hot. Okay. He says on eight thirty one, it was 111 degrees. Uh, uh, that's pretty fucking hot, man. Maybe some improper hydration came into play. Think about it, man. I don't think it was 111 degrees when that thing was up against the uh, air cooled hood. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's more it's more of the light intensity than straight. Just also temperature. You would think so. You would definitely think, but maybe not. Well, I'm glad it only happened there. Right, one of your beautiful. Yeah, sorry, we couldn't be more help. It could be, I don't think so, a form of some type of butter rot I'm not familiar with. But usually butter rot is sometimes it's sneaky, man. It's starting up in the shit, and then you just don't find it till you start trimming, and then you start crying. <laughs> and yeah. Oh. But I had some of the biggest, most beautiful buds. That like, oh, that wasn't. And then you start trying right. to pull away. You're like, all right, I'll save this bud, man. I'll, and then you're like, shit, I just pulled away 65% of it. Just throw it all anyway. away. I'm leaving. I'm going to Moe's. So let's see here. We got one more grow tone outdoor grow hell. What do we got from Jay Bucci? Jay Bucci. The <laughs> I don't ask about anybody's names anymore, man. Scotty and Guru. First, I just want to say that I'm a first time grower and could not have done so well in my first grow without the help of the DGC. Yes. Right on. That's what they're here for. Because I'm very grateful to have found this podcast and learned so much, but I digress. I appreciate that, sir. Growing. Growing outdoors in Massachusetts, and my girls have had just over two weeks left in flower. The weather forecast for the next two weeks is looking like a lot of rain. I've already noticed some slight bud rot at this point. It is very minimal, though. However, I'm worried that with the incoming moist weather, this might spread. I'm wondering if there's something I can do to mitigate the potential damage, or should I just harvest them early? Any advice from you guys in the DGC is greatly appreciated. Yeah. What do you say? Man? I mean, like cut them down. Yeah, I, mean, I would say like, and you know, having the plant suck up a bunch of silica is a good way to keep bud rot out, but it might be too late. These plants are close to harvest now. It's not like they're sucking up a bunch of, you know, a, a bunch of nutrients as aggressively as they were earlier. So I don't know, man, if they're looking well, good. Bud rock can be one of those things where if you see it, you'd, you might have more of it. The, than yeah, you know. I would be uh, or on the side of cutting it down before I let it sit in the rain for for two more weeks. The cold rain. Yeah, make sure your trikes, you know, hopefully, hopefully they're at least milky. I mean, minimal milky, which I would think they should be by now um, or get crafty, man. I, you know, I've always talked about in prior shows and I'm about to again here in a few shows that the the bamboo, you know, tiki shelter right. I built straight mainly out of bamboo, man. I bought some different size packs of 50, a pack of a, you know, a hundred on the bigger ones and a pack of zip ties and some stakes, metal ground stakes. And you can make some shit that. Not only is structurally supportive of it, but it looks cool too. It looks natural. Some people are suggesting using PVC in the comments, trying to get away from more plastic. Um, and the bamboo works great. It's very easy to work with. And if you can rig any type, I mean, and I mean, he's only got two weeks though. You know, it's probably not like. Yes. And then I was gonna say, go get some panels. Go get yourself some polycarbonate panels. Um, but even if he covers it from rain, it's still gonna be pretty damn humid, right? All around. That's it. what I'm thinking. I so. just had my plants that were in a uh, 
in a greenhouse, you know, co- you know, covered from the rain. It rain, rain, and just was like foggy and just nasty for like three days straight. And I was kind of concerned, you know, you get these big fat buds, man. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to get that mold in there, man. Yeah. You could be thinking about doing an air exchange up in your greenhouse or something. Well, I, I keep the windows open, but it was just, you know, I was exchanging super moist, like fog almost in there for three straight days. Has it gotten cold enough to that there's no more flies in your greenhouse? Yeah, it's like 39 in the mornings now. It's cold. Nice. So there's no more flies in the studio? No, either? we wake them up now. Now they just wake up from their hibernation. <laughs> you know, like, ah, it's nice in here. Gotcha. Back from the dead. Uh, good luck, Jay Booge. <laughs> and, uh, I, I would, I would err on the side of if it's going to be wet and you've already got bud mold, first off, cut that bud mold out so it doesn't spread. And then if, you know, if you've already got some, yeah, I would maybe consider harvesting a little bit early if it's going to be that cold and rainy. Word. Well, I'll remind you guys, dudegrows.com forward slash throwdown. Hang out in Portland, yeah. October 7th gonna kick it you will get uh i'm pretty sure we're gonna just be able to email invites out as long as you're giving us the email and the throwdown response um it might also have a link here shortly still working on it that you can just click on over go to eventbrite to purchase tickets uh do we have ticket pricing i don't think we did that yet did we man we're trying to make it as cheap as we can man very inexpensive don't worry it's not going to be 385 dollars <laughs> <laughs> yes that will all be out here um, by the end of the week, yes. we promise. Hopefully by tomorrow. Yes. We'll be up in the studio tomorrow hanging. Very so, soon. Uh, otherwise, take it easy and uh, stay higher, especially with the event coming up, man. I heard Bruce Banner has been trying to up his tolerance and shit. <laughs> um, I'm trying to do the same, you know, so make sure I can hang out long enough. Wait, what do you mean? You won't be actually inhaling any cannabis, man. We're just doing micro puffs, man. Just for flavor. Oh, that's yeah, right. We're doing the I, tag I, I system. Believe, yeah, sensory perception. I believe I will be judging. I probably will. I mean, if I am judging, uh-huh. I'm definitely going to try and take, like, not, like, if I'm, you know, getting off... Like before I start the show, I try to get pretty damn high, take a whole bunch of big hits. So if I'm judging, I am probably going to take smaller little hits at least. You know, is that a bad judge? How come we all smoked that lemon G last year and we're like, holy shit, I can taste the lemon in it. This shit's special, man. Wow, it's so funny looking, man. It looks so ugly, but gets you, you know, uh, you know, has such a much, such a big flavor to it, man. I like the, you know, even the buzz was kind of, you know, a third because we were already high. You know, it's not like he'd really evaluate the buzz but it was more yeah. about just the flavor and the experience of smoking it when i smoked my buddy the the year before and i smoked his uh i think it was granddaddy purple i was like jesus man this is what organic weed's supposed to taste like man i'm like i don't know what that flavor is but that's the flavor i think of when i think of great great organic cannabis man you know just wow just an earthiness and just yeah it was amazing you know that, that was a real flavorful amazing when you smoked it you're like wow it doesn't barely makes you cough it's so smooth you know that and then they're like growing with salt powders bro what do you think now it, it's, whatever <laughs> I, I, I don't care you know what i mean i just what i'm saying is that's how i evaluate cannabis i'm not like well i can 
can really taste the linolin in there, you know, and the uh, pinene is really prevalent for me. I'm like, no, you know, it's that's why we should be taking those courses, man. Let's go hang out at the Tricoma and get some know. certifications. Just, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You might have to go, man. I might just stay high. <laughs> I was gonna go. All right, guys, let's do some shout outs, man. Let's do some. Come shout-outs. on, man. You got Romeo, Michelle, 79, and Gone Fishing, 7420. Love it. <laughs> Large underscore bud and dank plague, 82. Yeah, how about Farmer Yoda and Hydro Chong? <laughs> Upstate Hydro 2.0 and Ganja Barbarian. Don't forget Devious J303 and King Daddy Kush. Ginja Ninja and the Strains Senpai. The Strains Senpai. There you go. Have a black cat and young grasshopper. Grass cropper. He's young grass cropper. Man, that's fucking funny. All right. We out with me. Yeah, don't forget about Peace me, guys. Chief, man. Come on. Take her easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss space is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long, yeah Just look at how he's being paid now. 